Hey there, Mark. Oh, hey, Johnny. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm not going to lie. I really porked it, John. Oh? Well, so, you know, um, we got this deal here, the, the, the Dangle Podcast, this year weekly King of the Hill podcast where you and me take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic King of the Hill and we talk about the goods and bads and highs and lows and we rate and review it and slap with our patented system of rating and I went to go put up the episode this morning for this week, John, and what was gone and we need to recut this week's episode, but you're all the way in Germany and it's 6 p.m. here and I know you're sleeping soundly, but our listeners demand tribute and I just, I don't know what to do and I just, hang on, Johnny, there's someone at my door and I just got it. Johnny, what, what are you doing here in the house high hammock think hole? Well, hey there, Mark. I, uh, I heard we had to re-record uh, one of our episodes, so I hopped a plane. I had to come and visit. Your devotion to this endeavor is wonderful, and I appreciate you, buddy. So I guess with that being said, welcome to the Dangle Podcast. That's right, everybody. This is the Weekly King of the Hill Podcast. Where I, right, Mark, and my good buddy, Johnny, we take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic, King of the Hill, and we talk about the goods and the bads and the highs and the lows, and we give you a bad false start because Johnny is here in the house high hammock think hole. Oh, say hi, Johnny. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from Germany. Welcome back to America. Willkommen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Or uh, vielen Dank. This is how, how uh, I used to say things uh, for the next six months or so. It's going to be thank you and hopefully not flipping people off. <laughs> Depends, though. You, you Americans, you just rile me up now. <laughs> uh, what episodes are we talking about today, Mark? Oh, we are going to talk about one of my personal favorites, I believe. Yeah? I think we and I were pretty fond of this one. We're going to start with Night and Deity. You got an episode number for us, buddy? I do. It's uh, episode 147. Night and Deity, uh, original air date, May 11th, 2003. This is uh, written by Garland Testa. We've seen a lot of stuff from Garland Testa. Uh, so I did a little research on him. He's primarily a producer for uh, a lot of different TV shows, but he did get his writing start on the TV show Roseanne. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I was like, uh, I, I didn't watch a lot of Roseanne. I've heard a lot of good things. We had uh, somebody who went to school with us that really liked Roseanne, and I really don't care for that person. So, eh. Who was that? A, a good Oh, <laughs> yep. There we are. Capital dinner. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, Garland tested. We love him. We love to love to see what he writes. Um, cast of characters this week: Mark, Hank, Peggy, Bobby Hill, Luann Platter, Dale and Nancy Gribble, Boomhauer, Bill Dotrieve, John Redcorn, Becky, Sheila Refkin, our uh, star this week, our guest star this week, and Sheila's assistant, uh, Mark. Yes. Are you familiar with who voices our guest star, Sheila Refkin? I am 100% familiar, but due to some weird glitch in my brain, I can't pronounce her name, and I want to call her Janine Gorr. There it goes. Jan- She's not a Pokemon, Mark. I can't say it. Janine Garofalo. 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 I'm a buffalo. Jean Garofalo. There yeah, it is. Jean Garofalo. Listeners, that's the last time I'm going to say it. I can't say it. J- Janine. Not Jean. Janine. I said Janine. No, you said Jean. I said Janine. She, she ain't no X-Men. Um, Janine Garofalo, guys. Uh, the 90s comedic Jean sweetheart. Jean Garofalo. Um, <laughs> From Wet Hot American Summer? Yes. And others? And others. And um, others. Truth About Cats and Dogs. There you go. Uh, she was in Romeo and Michelle's High School Wedding. There you go. Lots of good stuff. Uh, like I said, '90s comp, stand-up comic. She's pretty funny. I like her stuff. Um, yeah, I remember her. She's. In, I think she's in the Krusty Comeback Special. Oh yeah, episode of The Simpsons. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I know she's one of those. She's there with Bobcat Goldwaith and a couple others. I was like, oh okay, okay. pretty good. 
Um, so let's get to a synopsis, yeah? Yeah, synopsis. Dale teams up with a hotshot exterminator in town to rid the alley of pigeons, and Nancy gets a taste of her own medicine. Luann also turns 21 in this episode, so it's a very special episode. Not like a quote-unquote very special episode, but like near and dear to our hearts. But we learn a couple things about a couple things. <laughs> we do. We, we learn that Hank likes one song. Well, we learned that last week. No, we learned that this week. Wasn't last week The Gambler? No, that's this week. No, that was last week. Oh, well. <laughs> when they're in fucking Beach Reader Fuel. Oh, that was last week. I know, because oh, I stole no, the his fucking... Other, his other one is, I want to oh, know what love is. That's... But you're right, we did learn about The Gambler already. <laughs> that's my fault, I'm sorry. Guys, we're a little loopy. Uh, I have an excuse because I'm jet-lagged, but Mark here does not, so feel free to ridicule him. I'm on a juice cleanse, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, what's your juice, beer? Hop juice, bitch. <laughs> Guys, our A-story characters Oxymel. this week, Dale, Nancy, and Sheila. We actually have a, a somewhat B-story with Hank and Luann. Let's get to some notes, buddy. Let's get to some notes. Do you mind if I uh, take her away? Oh, let's rock and roll. Right on. Number one, I want to talk about dirty dirty bird names for just a minute, Johnny. Dirty bird names. Um, I just love birds. Uh, number one, Nuthatch. <laughs> Nut. <laughs> Titmouse. <laughs> Tit. The blue-footed booby. You said booby. Dick Sissel. What? <laughs> Dick Sizzle. Andean, cock of the rock. Wow. The great tit. <laughs> okay, okay. The Shrike Tyrant. Oof. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad name. That's a great name. Yeah, it's the name for my mother-in-law. Oi. <laughs> the American Woodcock. Oof. <laughs> It's like a double, like a double meaning here. I I hope so. <laughs> and and finally, finally my personal favorite, and I'm gonna show you pictures of these little guys. The satanic goat sucker. Aren't they cute? Damn. <laughs> Bird names. How the fuck do they work? We don't know. Uh, John Redcorn's Indian flute riff. Oh my god. I think this might maybe not. But we get the, the, the flute riff, John Redcorn makes a point, and then the wind blows his hair, and they play the Indian flute behind yes. him. I love it. Now, this is this is peak, like, we're going to use the, uh, everything native we can with John Redcorn in an episode that really doesn't have a lot to do with him. Good. That's fine. We can use <laughs> Because you know what? If it happened in, like, um, Vision Quest, you would have cried foul. But I'm like, why are they playing the music? It's true. You guys, if you're going to be obnoxious about it, you got to do it as a one-off joke. <laughs> At least to pass my test. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to make something quippy I couldn't. Oh, Johnny, Luann's all grown up in this one. Mm-hmm. And then, holy shit, it's this one. Uh-huh. Uh, that little bit of her standing in the alley, and she's counting down. Oh, and it's so... birthday, and she drinks a little Alamo. That's so cute. It's I love perfect. That. Yeah. That's like peak King of the Hill. It's it's a writer that actually gives a shit about yes. the, the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Garland tested, blue flame to you, buddy. Um, I like that all the guys went to Dale's meeting when he went to meet the pigeon god. Yeah, it's at like, what, one o'clock in the morning or something? One o'clock in the morning in a dark, dank alley. But I also have a follow-up to that. We have a bit of dialogue spoken between Dale and the assistant. So Dale walks up to the assistant and says, Ako mangyangang ang kalapali dios, which means, okay. it's, it's Filipino, number one. Okay. Which means, for the love of the dove god. As she is the pigeon god, it makes sense. Okay. okay. Yep. Um, and then his her assistant replies, "Si na sein mari dian bukas," which means 
He will be here tomorrow. So Dale is saying, I'm here for the Pigeon God. Okay. Sister saying, they will, he, it made a point to put it on the subtitles, he will be here tomorrow. Okay. Right? Um, but, side note, Dale can speak Filipino. <laughs> he can now speak Russian, he can speak Filipino, he can speak Martian. The yeah. lost city of... City. Yeah, city. <laughs> I can't, I can't I, do it. I don't know pop. what it is. Guys, we tried. We tried. Not very hard, but we tried. Um, Peggy is malicious and stupid this week. Yes, she very is. much so. Yeah, I just... I'm, and I don't even really understand why. I get it. You don't want Luann to drink. Sure. But, like... She's also super shitty to Nancy this week. Also, yeah. Like, she's just kind of a bitch all around, right? Mm-hmm. She's really, like, enjoying her Montana high horse this week. <laughs> Sorry. I caught you in the mid-drink with that Not one. Not at all. Proud of you. Um, yeah, she's kind of shitty, and she's kind of malis- malicious. Um, I looked into Avatrol, the uh, hallucinogenic drug... That Janine Garofalo... Oh, fuck, there I did it! That Janine Garofalo... Um, Guys, we broke the curse. I did it. I can do it now. Garofalo, Garofalo, Garofalo! Oh, God, there she is! <laughs> um, Almost got me to spit out my beer. Damn it! Uh, it was a grass fire. Have <laughs> um, a trouble. Fuck you up. It, so that's real. Yeah, so I wanted to see just... You know how you can buy, like dog Prozac on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to see if you and I could, like, pick, trip the body electric pigeon style. Okay. Um, come to... <laughs> you wanted us to try and human trial that shit? Yeah, sure. We're bigger than a pigeon. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, but come to find out, Avatrol is crazy bad for you. It'll fuck you up and is currently under tons of litigation with the EPA. Okay. Yeah. Um, to that end, uh, I only got a couple more notes here. Thank you for bearing with us, guys. Um, and we're going to do it this way. Um, we got some listener feedback, and they like when I cut in the sound cues. Yeah. So you all enjoy this. Johnny won't hear it, but you'll hear it here in a minute. Um, we got Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On at John Redcorn's trailer when he's trying to seduce... Yes. Yep. Um, uh, Sheila. Sheila. Yep. Thank you. I just want to say Garofalo again because I can say it. <laughs> um, also, ample, ample side boo, which I appreciate the man. Ample. Eh, am- Animating. There we say Garofalo, but not animating. Um, um, I want to know what love is by Foreigner in the bar, where yep. Hank is supposed to be the DD and fails miserably. Yes. And finally, as Hank's punishment for failing so miserably, we got Boys to Men's Make Love to You. Okay. In the car, make up point. We're also missing. You're also missing one. I am missing one, is because I don't know the actual song, but in it's Boomhauer's place. Not they're not tripping in Bill's house, right? Or trip sitting in Bill's house. Wherever they're trip sitting the pigeon. Yes. Um, I don't know what it is. I am 900% sure it is a vocal run from the dark side of the moon from Pig Floyd. Right. You're also, that's not the one I was saying you're missing. Oh, what am I missing? So we have a return of one I, I made notorious note of. Notorious no, note. Notorious note. God, note. That's dumb. Notorious, yes. <laughs> notorious. Notorious, big B-I-G. He kept passing notes and signs and failed. No, that I made a, like, I made a whole big stink of this about a season ago, Mark, because I went, do you remember this song that was in every single 90s trailer ever? Oh, and it took me it? forever to fucking find it. Dirty Hot Cop or whatever? It's Fear for the Flavor. <laughs> there it is. Again, by Hot Action Cop. Hot Action Cop. Yes. Where's that at? I missed that one. It's in the bar. It's before we start hearing Hank's stuff. Before he starts playing I Want to Know What Love Is. Okay, then. Yes. So I I just had to make it a point because I said it's in everything. It's iconic in the early 2000s. 
and hey, King of the Hills now used it twice. So maybe they got it on, on the bargain bin deal. It was like, hey, you buy so many foreigner songs and so many like crappy 80s things to like rock and roll through. You know, they, they got to burn through every single shitty 80s hair metal song to get through John Redcorn's catalog when he rolls up in his Jeep. Maybe we're just going to throw in Hot Action Cop for every three that you buy. Okay, does that mean I need to not listen to you bitch about John Redcorn playing Cheap Trick? No, because I fucking hate <laughs> Hot Action Cop. <laughs> This is a lose-lose for me, damn it. You are Hank, watching your niece get defiled. This is just so asinine, Mark. <laughs> France. I can't. Give me your notes. I got the giggles you got to me. Um, Peggy has a new job this week, because instead of The Simpsons, where Homer gets a new job every week, it's Peggy. You're being mean. We've established Peggy can get a new job every week because she's a sub. Peggy's job is essentially a temp gig. This opens her up to only get new temp gigs. Like, cool. Her temp gig this week is Birdwatcher. Okay, good enough. <laughs> That's not really a job, but... Um, so what is, what is your favorite way that they try and get rid of the birds? Because mine has got to be the obnoxious ass sound that Dale just tries to essentially penetrate them with for days and days. That's a gamelon, isn't it? It sounds oddly <laughs> enough like, like Southeast Asian gamelon music. Future Mark, put in some gamelon here too, just for fun please, so the listeners can get, let us know. Please do, because it's the most ridiculous shit. Thank you, Doc Newman, for telling you what gamelon music is. <laughs> um, uh, uh, sorry, I got the giggles. <laughs> You're good. God, it's good to be back. <laughs> um, no, him chasing the pigeon with the goddamn owl. <laughs> that owl decoy. And he's just yes, yes, okay. Oh, so good. What's Classic. yours? Is it the the gamelon? It's got to be the. It's just because. Assuming it's, it's gamelon. I love weird ass noises when anything like in anything animated. It always makes me laugh. So like. When I hear Dale try and do something stupid, like we just watched Joseph try and kill a panda bear, the panda bear. Yeah. And he's dressed in full, like earlier in that episode, he's dressed in full Native American gear yeah. and just goes, hey, and he's doing ridiculous noises yeah. to be Native American. I lose it every yeah. time. He's doing his Dalepedia. He is. His it's, approximate knowledge of a thing and yeah. Yes. And yeah. So anytime you get a silly sound out of something, I, I lose it. I'm, I'm a classic for... For just the basics, I guess. Okay, okay. Um, so it's mentioned that Sheila Refkin has a PhD. Uh, she's like the best exterminator in town, but she has a PhD. Yes. And I looked it up, and the closest thing I could find as a for a PhD in extermination would be in entomology. You can get a PhD in entomology. In bugs, okay. In okay. bugs. Okay. Like, it's the only thing I could think of, which also is interesting to me that it would be, it would translate to birds as well. But I have to imagine she did a decent amount of biology work for to like get entomology. So you'd have to have a pretty good working knowledge of that as well. Maybe it's like a, mi a minor or something in your PhD for could, birds. Could be. For could be. Or ornitho ornithology? Ornithology, yeah. Study yeah. of birds, yeah. So, I, yeah, I just thought that was kind of cool. Interesting. Um, Where to get a PhD to murder... Man, uh, Sheila has read Sun Tzu's Art of War. Yeah. Know thy enemy. Yeah, so freaking <laughs> Good lord. Um... And I know, like, I'm kind of curious as to who would offer a PhD in entomology. There can't be too many places. Uh, strangely enough, because of how big their, um, oh, I, I want to say hydroponics, but it's the wrong fucking word. Um, what's, what, what do you call it when you cultivate, like, plants and, and things? 
Horticulture? Horticulture. Thank you. Um, I know CSU, mm-hmm. Colorado State and Fort Collins, has a really big CSU program, or uh, horticulture program. Yeah. Um, and it's because of so many ag farmers and stuff around in the area. So I would imagine they would also probably offer something in entomology because of the pests that attack ag and shit as well. Yeah. So... I know, it's just kind of interesting to to look at like where would you have to go to get that degree. Um, Makes you wonder. Yeah, essentially something that like, and I'm not trying to like disparage or exterminate our listeners here. No, something that effectively you could probably get like I don't even know if you need to, maybe a permit to handle like chemicals, but I, what, I mean, what is that like a weekend at a community college kind of thing or like do I, I go to the back? <laughs> Of the Walmart, like you have met my brother-in-law. I lived with him very briefly in my uh, freshman sophomore year. Oh yeah, he yeah. was an exterminator for a good two years. And what and, did he? And how did he get credentialed to do that? I, I have no idea. I think he knew that the. I think his father-in-law was the guy who owned the business, if I'm not mistaken. So 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 bounty hunting is a lot like exterminating. You show up to a class, take a test, A A B A D A C A, and yeah. get a hat. And they get. They and then you, you become hatted. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Mark, have we ever seen Nancy smoke up to this point in the series? Because she definitely gets like real catty and is just like watching everything in Dale's think hole. In the think hole. That was a pro for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think we see Nancy smoke. It's interesting to it's me. It's cool to see it. I like yeah. it a lot. It, if, I feel like we're going to lose a lot of Nancy progression because there's not a lot more to her that we need to learn. She's not a big focal point for the rest of this series. There's like one or two more good Nancy episodes, and then that's about it. Yeah, I. This is a good one for her. They though. do her the dirtiest. Do you think, like, in terms of like character development, and like, when we meet Min, we know she's kind of a bitch and a sociopath. When we meet Peggy, she's just overbearing and Peggy. But like, Nancy probably has the most growth out of any of the triumvirate of plucking hens, and that she loses her sugar daddy and John Redcorn reunites with her husband and Dale, mm-hmm. and then she just kind of fades away, and it's Nancy's just a really weird Bechdel test for this. God, Nancy's like the reverse Bechdel test for King of the Hill. I mean, like you said, though, she gets a lot of character progression because at this point, she's still the weather girl, right? We haven't yeah. we haven't seen her almost get burned alive. No, not yet. Um, and then um, Brendan Fraser hasn't shown up yet either, so... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, we haven't well, seen... Well, he did, but not as the white guy. He, <laughs> yeah. was, he was the flying Hawaiian. We haven't seen um, seen her go to Dallas yet either and get totally shit-housed. And yeah, get when she goes to, like, actual news channel and, yeah, yeah can't So, hack like, it. she does have a lot of growth here, but we're just not going to see it for a little while, I don't think. Which is good, I guess. I don't need... I don't, if you showed me three weeks of Nancy, I'd be like, all right, what's Family Guy doing? I, yeah, and I don't want a lot more Nancy, but a little bit would have been nice, I think. Yeah, a little but bit. But like I said, maybe that's why I appreciate this episode so much. Okay, okay. Um, we have a new bar. We do. In a new named bar in Ireland. It's Shellackers. Con for me. That is the grossest bar I've ever heard of. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. I used to have a friend that referred to shellacking as when you finish on the lady, and that's why it bothers me. I so I I want to say it's like Houston or was Houston the one that got like underwater a couple years ago? I think that was the hurricane. The one that was like closer to the the, the coast. Like the, there was a hurricane and it like just blasted the whole fucking city. Yeah, let's say so. Yeah. Um, I want to say it was Houston or something. Like they they used to have very specific ways of doing their roads, like paving their roads, where they would take the busted up crustaceans. And mix it in with their asphalt. Mm. And so the shellac from that made their roads last, like, stupidly long. Like, it was really good. Like, the shit just wouldn't get fucking busted. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I thought that was kind of interesting. That it's like, you have a, a Texas bar named Shellackers. 
And that's one specific Texas thing is that they put shellac in their asphalt. Now, see, I always thought shellac was like a stain. Like you put shellac on a piece of wood after you finished treating it and that like further water sealed it. Oh, no, no, no. You're thinking of, uh, of, of varnish. Well, yeah, varnish. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah but oh, you got to put a little joke. lacquer in it, though. <laughs> yeah, varnish, right? But you got to... You got to put a little lacquer in that. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> Um, I hate that joke. Not, I hate that joke. It makes no sense anyway. Not shellacker. I don't even know her. Boo. <laughs> anyway, one more, one more. Good to be back. Uh, one more before we get to your pros. Have you ever done a popper shot where you just like lay down on the bar and let somebody randomly pour shit in your mouth? <laughs> I thought you were asking me if I had done amyl, amyl nitrate and I was like, once why? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't talk about that. Um, I got a cement mixer once. Oh. Um, I got a cement mixer once, and then I remember going to karaoke bar in like 2009 or 10. I was home from college. Okay. And Fireball Whiskey was getting pushed. That's how long ago this was. Okay. And this super cute girl in a Fireball tank top walked up to me and put the shot to my mouth and made me take it. And yeah, that was about it. Okay. The only standout of that night was a cowboy singing from the window to the wall looking like full-on Conway Twitty. <laughs> he did it horribly. He'd stand up there, from the window to the wall. Fucking slaughtered it. My point is, I've had one, but okay. it was not a standout to me. Have you? No, I've, you I've never had No, I've never had one. And it, I mean, it's, it's only marginally more appealing than other shots you would get at the bar. Like, I would rather do that than try and suck a shot out of anybody's navel. Pass. I don't care how hot you are. No, no. I know what my belly button smells like, and while it's not the cleanest thing in the world, yours can't be much cleaner. Okay. Anyway. What would you rather do? Take a body shot out of aforementioned fan of Roseanne, or take a shower in Bill's bathroom? Hmm. (laughs) We're going to leave that one as a mystery for the listeners. Both of them. Oh, me too. (laughs) Mark, let's get to your pros, buddy. I'm not a fucker in Bill's bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Cut that out. Nope. No one knows what we're talking about. Oh, we know a handful of people that do. They like us to do cons and mins. That's a Easter egg for him. (laughs) (laughs) Look at my stupid laps. I can can only imagine that our, our, our fan of the hair pie was also listening would understand that reference. See? Pros! <laughs> Pros, buddy. Bill gets punished for his actions in feeding the birds. And do you know why Bill gets punished, Johnny? Why? Because you have to pet everything like an idiot. <laughs> Bill literally <laughs> wants to pet the pigeons, so he feeds all the fucking pigeons popcorn, and then he is punished for it when they mob I, him. Bill really should know better with birds, man. Did he not learn anything from Dale's hawk? That, I was also going to say, can we make a running tally of any time there's a Stephen King reference that hits Bill? Sure. Not Stephen King, I'm sorry. A horror movie reference that hits Bill. Yeah. So we had Cujo in Dances with Dogs. We've now had The Birds. The Birds, uh, The Shining, I guess to a lesser extent, with Dances with Dogs. Yep. Um, I would say High Anxiety, where he was floating about. Because <laughs> I don't know what else to call that one. I don't know, it's just... Because who else is going to get punished? Boomhauer is not going to feed the damn birds. Yeah. Dale actively hates... Maybe if Bobby did it. 
Maybe okay. if Bobby was like, oh, you're a fun little fella, have my bread. Like We've had our bandit moment, though. I really would hope they wouldn't try and milk that twice. Okay, yes, and... We're gonna get Sir Punt, though, Mark. Okay, but hear me out here. Hear me out here, right? So we got bandit, right? We also have the fire ants. We that did have the fire ants. directly Bobby's problem. Uh, <laughs> or fault. Um... How great, we're, we're going to have Sir Punt where Bobby releases like alien pythons into the Josh, sewer. the alien python. Josh, the alien python. Um, So like, I think it'd be great if this was a reoccurring theme that we've never hit before where Bobby <laughs> just keeps like introducing pests to Rainy Street. Not trying to do it on purpose, he's not being a bastard. No, but, he's like, just being dumbass Bobby. Let's reboot this to where like Bobby has his own house and there's like a fucking pack of coyotes that lives out behind his back 40 and <laughs> he starts feeding them stray meat too i want i want bobby to run an exotic pet shop now i want bobby to be the tiger king mm. <laughs> just not so evil and gay <laughs> maybe so gay but not so evil okay <laughs> with joseph flamboyant just flamboyant flamboyant and uh tid pow can be his uh what's her nuts who's that blonde bitch the one that was the on one that killed the him stars? the one that killed him i don't know the, i don't know the guilty one all I can think of is Janine Garofalo. Doesn't matter. Think of me as Janine Garofalo. Um, <clears throat> Dale chasing pigeons with the owl. We already hit that. Yep. Bobby sitting at the dinner table trying to eat his chicken dinner and goes, I can't eat this. They're watching me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when's the last time you saw Bobby not eat? Because there you go. You don't know if it's extra yet. <laughs> it's extra now. <laughs> That's real extra now, I guarantee it. Johnny, we are in a garden of beautiful women this week. Between already, I'm sorry, Luann. Yes. And all of Luann's friends. Good yes. Um, I'll come out and say it. Nancy is kind of attractive. You know me, I don't like Nancy. I don't think she's hot. No, but it, it's. I think it's the color of jealousy on her. It humanizes her more and makes her that much more attractive. Could be. And then also culminating in Janine Garofalo, Sheila, who... <laughs> Every time she pulls her hair up, man. Man. She could spray me with a <laughs> diazin on any day of the week. Animators, you you, you earned your pay this week. Um, side note to that, um, we do get that uh, animation note of side boob on Sheila. Yeah. Again, I'm not pointing out because, oh, I saw boob. I'm, no, it's again, something you it's don't that, see. It, well, it's something you don't see, number one, but also number two, we really, really get happy when we see King of the Hill being animated like they're human characters. Yes. If this woman was a real... If we saw Janine Garofalo getting rubbed down by Jonathan Joss, like, it would be the same action. Yeah. Right? So we still get that, but they're animated. I really, really appreciate that. That's great. Um, I'm really glad that Nancy is the asshole in this episode. I We don't get any Nancy comeuppance. I'm no, sorry. Her own personal heartbreak enough. does not count for me. That does not... I don't care how bad you feel about a thing. Johnny, I'm so sorry that I was drunk and I ran over your cat with the lawnmower. But does that help you? No. You're still crying about it. 20 years... No, I don't know. I love Momo. I'd never hit her with a lawnmower. I love my Momo. Where would I get a lawnmower to be around your cat in the first place? It's I preposterous. I have Momo in a week. Oh, buddy. Johnny's back from Germany, guys, and he misses his cats. Yes! <laughs> but yeah, I like that Nancy's the asset. She yeah. really gets her comeuppance in this, and it's good to see. It humanizes her. It, yeah, you've kind of hit that a couple times, and like, yeah, I think that's why I like Nancy in this episode. When I typically do not care for her, mm -hmm. I like her here. Um, Bugs and giggles? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that little bit out of Dale. I'm gonna send this in to Bugs and giggles. Um... Uh, Nancy, you hit this one too. Nancy's sitting in the, or standing in the think hole smoking. That's a great bit. And then I like the entire bird trip scene. 
Yes. From, from, from when Bill picks up the tripping pigeon to him trip-sitting and then re- him and Boomhauer releasing the pigeon in the morning. Yeah. That entire scene. I love that entire scene. I've been talking for so long, I'm sorry. What, do you, what are your uh, pros, buddy? You're good. Um, I It's pro to me because it's very, very Bill to just dump trash on his lawn. Yep. Um, you know, when he's proud of things like cleaning up the Whataburger wrappers and that's what he does for a friend when he's, oh. a friend's done something nice to him. Oh, Okay, I'm not surprised that he just got dumped trash on his lawn and it's attracted pigeons. But he really should have learned better from his instance. Like, don't fuck with birds. You had a falcon that attacked you like four times in a row in a week. Well, that's a bird of prey. These are pigeons. This is like as far from a falcon as you can get. That PTSD, though, man, that would have had me freaked out over anything with wings. I reckon. I reckon. Um, I really love the idea and concept of a hidden society of Arlen, like... Exterminators. Yes. yes, the Exterminator Illuminati. Yes. 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 It's very Dale, and it explains a lot about why, like, he has continued and maintained and is still, like, technically even just, like, found people to work for. If all of the Exterminators in Arlen are part of this ridiculous cabal, mm-hmm. well, shit, I guess that's just what you're going to have to do. It's a price you pay for having pests in Arlen. You have to deal with one of these nut jobs. Okay, so, okay, so, um,. Sheila is obviously, like, the bird pest control. Yes. Right? Like, that's her speciality. Yeah. What's Dale's? Would you say it's rats? Like, rodents? I would say rodents, Rodents, yes. right? That seems okay. to be what his forte is. It's not cockroaches. Uh, clearly. Um, I don't think it's... It's definitely not fire ants. Well, maybe, but... <laughs> I mean, he keeps them, and he, he can't get them to... Like, he doesn't know them well enough to even get them to, to latch onto something that's not... Like Raleigh St. Augustine. Um, sorry, deep cuts today, guys. Proud of deep you. Cuts. Proud of you. No, but so like, so yeah, she was a virgin. Yeah. He's got to be like, yeah, like rodents, I would yeah, say. Yeah, he does. I mean, shit, we see him blowing up gophers. Well, and... well we're going to see that in this episode. Like, yeah. this is what you do. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Megalodale, he's chasing. Well, he starts looking for rats. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the exterminator, we started off with him going, the rat drags its testes and leaves a trail of urine, then yep. blacks out. Yeah, I would say that Dale is like the rodent czar, or whatever we're calling these guys. <laughs> rodent czar, yeah. I love it. Um, I think that's, yeah, that was your notes, I'm sorry. I yeah, no, t- you're good. I totally commandeered you no, there, I'm no, sorry. No, no, I brought up the, the exterminators. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think it, it's, it can't be... It can't be appreciated enough in this episode that Garland Testa took the the ten to twenty seconds it all it all it took to have Luann walk out into the alley at midnight and yeah. crack her own beer and get her yup moment. Yep. I to me that that tells me you have an immense respect for the source material that you're working with. So, dude, props to you. Thank you for that. As somebody who loves this show, like moments like that make me love it that much more. It's adorable, mm-hmm. and um, my big, my last pro here is Bill and Boomhauer tripping with the alpha pigeon. Yes. That whole every everything with that is just it's it's funny, and it's introspective. Yeah, I also really like it when Bill and Boomhauer pal around without Dale. Well, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my own private rodeo. Yeah, we love watching Bill and Boomhauer grab ass. Yeah, they can they can get into hijinks. It's ne- like usually they don't get too too crazy when it's just the two of them. It's when you add Dale. Dale is willing to hurt Bill. Yes. That's the difference. Boomhauer cares enough. 
to not want to actively hurt Bill. You mean Dr. Dale's 45 caliber pain pills? It's not hurting Bill. I would say putting Bill in a goddamn inflated or floating a lawn chair would be bad enough, but yes, like... Oh. <laughs> um, Mark, give me some cons, man. That's what I got for pros. Cons. number. Okay, so this is like a floating con slash note through this episode, and I kind of brought around to it, but I just want to throw it out here really quick. Oh, good. Another episode about how Nancy fucked Redcorn. Did we not just squash... Okay, okay, so, like, we have the ideal of Joseph's parentage. Yes. Being, he's, you know, what, what, what do we say? He's Redcorn's son, but he's Dale's boy. Yes. Right? So we got that, right? Yeah, we once hit that again, about four fucking times. And now we're going to hit, once again, how Nancy used to put the boots to Redcorn medium style. Yeah. But I also appreciate the fact that Nancy tries to send Sheila to Redcorn to get the Redcorn authentic treatment, if you will. Okay. Right? So it's just a con that we're rehashing this Nancy Redcorn plotline. But at the same time, I like where it ends up. So that's just like my floating almost con. And we'll address that in <coughs> um, My bigger con comes from Peggy yelling at Luann about how she has a gun pointed at her head full of silver bullets or whatever to be an alcoholic. Yeah. Fuck you, Peggy. My dad was a drunk and I'm not that drunk. Just pretty drunk. Um, thinking of Peggy grabbing Hank's cocking gun grosses me out. Because <laughs> Hank, boy, I wish he'd hand me my cocking gun or whatever the hell his line is. Yeah. That's gross, but they've done things we can't even imagine, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but then follow up to that, why does Bill need to get hit with the cocking gun? Anybody, anybody else could have gotten hit with the cocking gun. Why does it got to be Bill? Because Bill is our pratfall. How come it could have been Nancy? It would have been great if it was Nancy getting hit with that. That would even solidify how Dale is not looking where his tools are. He does not care because he's with Sheila. Totally ignoring Nancy's positioning. Does not care about his shit. Nails her with a cocking gun. I would have rather seen Bobby get hit. But why would Bobby be dicking around the Gribbles yard? I mean, he could be screwing around with Joseph. Uh, that's cool. And you can't do it to Joseph because Dale loves Joseph too much. But Dale would laugh if Bobby got hurt. <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I need to. I just need to get this out too because we just talked about this, right? Does or does Dale not know about Nancy and John Redcorn? Mostly because of that line when he's about to go have the overnight at the hotel to kill the pigeon. It's not. What is it? Pigeons, right? I think it's pigeons. Pigeons. Yeah. She, he's going to go overnight with Sheila. Yeah, the overnight shit. job. The overnight job at the hotel. And Nancy knows what's going on because she's been cheating on Dale for 15 years. Um, But, like, she says, can't you just tell your little friend to go home? And Dale rebuts with, well, you never told your friend John Redcorn to go home. Now, does Dale think that John Redcorn is gay and does not matter? Does not care that Nancy and Redcorn spend all his time together? Is Dale more clever than every single person who has watched King of the Hill, except for that stupid 4chan post, gives him credit for, and just knows about it and really doesn't say anything because... You don't bite the hand. You know okay. what I mean? I don't know. But what are your thoughts? I don't have a definitive answer on this, but how do you feel about it? I, so I don't think Dale knows. Okay. I, I don't because Dale is, he's too emotional. Dale right. is too fragile with almost everything else. If he knew, I think it would have come out at this point. I think he he would have said something to somebody and it would have been buried a long time ago. He would have said something to his best friend. He would Hank. have mentioned it to Hank. He would have, and then it would have, he would have probably continued going, but Hank would have known that he knew. Yeah. But then we know that 
Hank knows that he doesn't know. Exactly. So, okay. So that's that's my thought process here. And I really think, like, Dale is just childish enough to play the, well, he, he doesn't think of, he just thinks, he's thinking of a similar situation of when Nancy didn't, did this. Right. So that he can say, but I didn't do this to you, like a little kid would say. Well, well, uh, you know, Billy got chocolate for for dinner last night. Why don't I get chocolate tonight? Like that type of type of thing. So it's the the Dale immaturity. Yes. That that okay. okay. I don't think it's him saying or recognizing that he knows they were together. I think it's him being immature, which there is a pattern of that. Yes. And he really does like hanging out with Sheila. But genuinely, yeah, like he, he genuinely likes her enjoys her company. Yeah, exactly. He likes her as a friend. He likes he looks up to her for all the shit she can do. So, and, and he makes it very clear, like, I'm not interested in you that way. Goodbye. Yeah. And, and then he, and then he books it. Yeah. So I really, I think, I don't think he, he knows. I really Interesting. don't. Interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are my cons. What do you got, buddy? I've only got one and it is about Dale and it's just that he should not be comparing the cans of Sheila to Nancy because it's not his style. He's not that crass when it comes to his wife. I mean, he is when it comes to his wife, but yeah. not other women. Let me t- let me rephrase that. It's just not other women. No, because he's really... got the one. No, no. This is Visa. Okay, so my hurricane. Mm, yeah. Have you ever seen him just like, other than like the one time I think I've heard him like compliment another woman is when he talks about yeah she's hotter than Ann Richards and Ann Richards is hot. <laughs> but like you know he's he got does a Gmail fetish. He, okay. He <laughs> the Gmails. He doesn't talk about other women. No. And he's very much num- Nancy's number one fan. He watches Channel 84 even though she doesn't realize it. Like That's true. That is that is like everything to him. He would rather have her than everybody in the uh whatever Hot 100 <laughs> of Arlen exterminators. Uh, yeah, no, like the the, <laughs> no, the I know. A I horse just, is a horse. I like to horse. imagine that all of Arlen's exterminators except for Dale are just like smoking hot. <laughs> Nice guys and like guys and dolls, just like all of us, like ripped to shit six packs and like. Yeah. Yep. So to me, it's just it. It seems out of character for Dale, so it's a kind of a con to me. It detracts a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a mis. I think it's a mislead. That way, you think he might actually be into it. Well, you need to. You need mm-hmm. to set up. The, there's conflict here because we know that Dale's not that kind of guy. But yeah. yeah. Uh, well, let's get to favorite moments, buddy. Favorite moments. You, I've been talking a lot. You take her away, buddy. Nancy screaming, this is what you do! <laughs> as he's just blasting gophers as hard as he can out of holes. She's got the damn Henry doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. And uh, we, we did not talk a lot about this, but Hank getting totally shithoused and playing the same damn song like five times on the jukebox and then telling telling the one, one Luann's friend, you're not allowed to listen to my song. <laughs> Guys, shithoused Hank is fan-fucking-tastic. Oh, he's and I back feel like with a fucking force. We have not seen him for a while. At a minute, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but those are my two, buddy. How about you? Oh, you already hit, uh, you kind of hit them both already. Um, This is what you do! That's great. I might cut that scene into this just so we can hear it again. Um, But also, but I'm the designator! And they like, they hold Hank down and assault him with booze. <laughs> Yes. That whole sequence is great. And again, the entire pigeon tripping scene. But I feel like that's too long of a thing to like. Really, that whole scene, that whole like that juxtaposition whole of yeah, yeah, that whole oh god, it's a mm, 
You uh, you want to tell those good people about our rating system, buddy? I do. Our patented rating system is as follows. The very bottom tier, we have our charcoal. That is a uh, an F rank, uh, absolute garbage tier of an episode. It's one that you watch maybe one time on an initial viewing of the show. You're never going to go back to it again because it's a terrible freaking episode. After that, you've got your Megalo rating. A Megalo is kind of like uh, like your bronze medal. A Megalo episode has got a couple of good moments in it and maybe a fun guest character, but it's also one you're probably not going to go and actively search out. It doesn't have a lot of good memorable storylines or really it doesn't, uh, it doesn't hit the King of the Hill spirit quite as well as it should. Uh, after that is Butane. These are kind of our silver level episodes. You love to hate them and you hate to love them. About half of a content of a, a Butane episode is usually pretty good. The other half is usually not so good. Um, a, a Butane episode is one that you're you're going to not maybe not actively seek out, but you're not going to instantly change the channel. You're going to go, oh, that's right. I remember this one. After that, you got your gold standard King of the Hill episodes. That's a Char King. A Char King episode has got great characters, great guest stars, a really fun story. It's just about everything you could ever ask and hope for in a King of the Hill episode. A Char King episode is one that uh, Mark and I hold in pretty high esteem, and when we both think an episode is a Char King, it becomes a Char King Imperial. Uh, th these are some of the best episodes you can get out of King of the Hill. You just need a little bit of context before you can really fully enjoy them to the extent that they, you know, that they offer. Uh, that uh, leads us to our absolute best episodes that you can get, which is our Blue Flame of Valor. This is the platinum S-tier best episode of King of the Hill, sometimes best episode of TV. This is the kind of episode that you watch and you instantly want to show somebody else, and they're going to understand why you love King of the Hill. Um, Blue Flame of Valor's Mark. This this is our uh, beer can named Desires. Firefighting, we will go yeah, on like, Mayan Lupe's Revenge. Plastic White Female, I think was my first. Uh, Man was. Who Shot Kane Scredeberg was your first. Yeah. yeah. So, it, like, we got lots of good stuff and and stuff out of a Blue Flame, but uh, they're few and far between. Yeah. They're, they're, and they're, they're getting even scarcer as we get deeper into the, the catalog here. But, oh, 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 yeah. uh, with that being said, Mark, uh, scale of charcoal to Blue Flame, what do you give Night and Deity? Uh, for as much, well, as little, I guess, as I bitched this time around, um, I gave this one to Char King. Um, I really liked this episode. I know I had the floating con of the Nancy Redcorn rehash. Because, um, like, I really do think that Vision Quest was kind of squashing this. But then I get to thinking about it. This squashed Nancy and Redcorn, right? Yeah. Vision Quest squashed. So I think that this one was the squashing of Nancy and Redcorn. So we had the squashing of, like, Joseph and Redcorn being, like, you know, father and son. Yeah. And now we have Nancy and Redcorn. So I really appreciate it from that end. Um, it does put a pin in it. It, it really, it's it, it kind of puts, like, the final pin in it. And now I'm kind of looking out for, like, oh, God. Next we got, like, Redcorn and Big Mountain Fudge Cake coming up. And I'm, <laughs> I know you, you have bad memories of this. And I, I genuinely think by the end of this rewatch, you are going to like Big Mountain Fudge Cake. Not love, but like. We're going to put on the things to watch out for list. Uh, back at the ranch, so I'm sorry. Um, no, uh, Nancy is vulnerable. We don't get to see her be vulnerable. No. Um, we get to see her be like the cause of pain and sadness, but she's not. She is the victim therein. Um, there's a lot of good laughs in here. The B-plot is fantastic. An excellent use of music. Yes. Like, for a show that you and I enjoy picking out the music cues, this one was great. Um, and also, I'm sorry, this is like a super long justification for this, but yeah, I I really genuinely enjoyed this episode. I like, 
I guess I like seeing Dale in a position of power that is not a malicious position of power. Does that make sense? It's like when you get to see him at the gun club because he doesn't, like, lord his power over the gun club. Yeah. It's like, it is a club. He wants to be everybody's buddy. He wants to make it, like, have a fun time. Yeah. But he is the one in charge at the gun club. Yeah. I understand completely. Yeah, absolutely. But also, this is what you do. What are you giving it? (laughs) Uh, so I also gave it a Char King, buddy. That means we're getting an Imperial out of Imperial. this Imperial! This episode is fantastic. Um, I, you, you mentioned it, and I'm gonna just kind of addend to it. Why did it take them so long to attack this subject with the Dale and Nancy saga? Why did we have to rehash Joseph and Dale a million fucking times? And this season before seven, we got man, this to is where this. we're at. This is where we have to be. This is the culmination. You know, we got half of this addressed in Nancy Boys. Yeah. The other half was her and Joseph. And it was like, okay, you guys just left the rest, like this half on the fucking table for three goddamn seasons or four seasons. However long it's been since Nancy Boys. A minute. It's been a minute, yeah. But you know what, too? It's been long enough to where their relationship is good. But what happens when you're happy in a relationship, but you miss that thing you had? Yeah. You know what I mean? Been just long. It's a very human thing. Like a follow through. Like, yeah, I'm happy now, but... Was I happier than you know what I mean? Like, this is this is a nice way of reminding her you do not want to go back to Redcorn yeah. because you are happy with what you've got and you better fucking fight for it. But then, but then there's some like uh, symbology. I guess I guess it's the wrong word, but like she is giving Redcorn to Sheila. Like, yes, yeah. she is sending. She Sheila has to trust him to Redcorn to get mercilessly railed. God, that's a very Nancy thing to do. Yeah, it is. Like she's sending, she's cold blooded, cold blooded, very cold blooded, but she's sending her to this and you don't see that again. No, but I want to say we're going to see Dale do this too, right? When? Maybe not. No, no, no. That's the one where Bill has the girlfriend and he's got the second Joseph. We find out that. Oh yes. We find out Redcorn has another bastard. That's what I'm thinking of. Never mind. Scratch all that. Future Mark, cut all that shit out. Anyway. All right. So we're at Imperial. Imperial, man. I say we Ooh. move on, though. Uh, we got one more episode to, to tackle today. Yes. Yes, we do. That's going to be number 148, Made in Arlen. Uh, original air date, May 16th. Nope, May 18th, 2003. <laughs> uh, this is written by Dan Sterling. He was a... Uh, so uh, I looked We've up his stuff. Him. We have seen him yeah. here before. Do you know he was a staff writer on the first season of South Park? Oh, shit. Yeah, he wrote nine episodes of their... I think it was only like 13 episodes in that season. He wrote... He helped write the pilot. Like, Cartman gets an anal probe. Wow! Okay. So, like, dude's got some chops. I'm glad that he made his way over to King of the Hill. Um, Oh, where's Bobby gets an anal probe? (laughs) I I don't understand how you can go from South Park to King of the Hill and cut out some of that shit. Nah, lateral move. Like, you know the King of the Hill cutting room floor is dirty as shit. I really hope so. Um, and we didn't have a cast of characters from the wiki, so I apologize if I missed some on my viewing here. But our cast of characters, as I saw, Hank, Peggy, Bobby, Bill, Dale, Boomhauer, Khan, Laoma, Connie, Min, Nancy, and Joseph are here in non-speaking roles. And Laoma, who is Khan's mother, is our guest star. Yes. Mark, do you know who voices her? Is it Lauren Tom? It is not Lauren Tom. I'm at- Good guess. It, oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, you were hating on Crouching Tiger. Who's in Crouching Tiger? Uh, Sandra O? Oh, no, that's not Sandra O. Oh, who is in Crouching Are you telling Tiger? me Michelle Yeoh? Thank you. Michelle Yeoh. And not it's not Sandra Michelle Yeoh. Oh. Okay, well, there we go. <clears throat> who is it? It is uh, one of the most prolific voice actors in, like, 
animation. Uh, she's got like four, something like 400 credits or something on IMDb. Her Tara name is Strong? No, her name is Amy Hill. Amy Hill. Um, okay, so she, she's she got, uh, not 400, excuse me, 193 okay. acting credits, but that's still... 192 damn, more than I've got. That is still incredibly good. She's been on 82 episodes of the new Magnum P.I. reboot. Wow, okay. okay. Yeah, so that's that seems to be where she's getting a lot of money these days, because that's still going. Um, she is... Uh, Francine's mom in American Dad. She's Mama. Oh, she's Mama. Okay, okay, okay. Yep, she's Mama. Um, <clears throat> let me see what else she's got in here. Uh, lots of stuff in Kung Fu Panda. Who's she in Kung Fu Panda? Uh, Pei Pei. Okay. Nothing. And Fang Bang. Swing and a miss. It's. I think this, these are from TV. Oh, shows. that's a TV show. I I didn't watch the TV show yet. Um, she's uh, various voices in the Legend of Korra, which I know you and I watched. Yeah, we did. Um, oddly enough, not oddly enough, she plays a panda character in Miss of Pandaria for World of Warcraft. Okay. Yeah. Um, we did see her. She is, uh, so Mark, we've, we've seen Amy Hill already in this TV series. She is, uh, one of our absolute all-time favorite weird side secondary characters. Pretty sure her picture has been our Twitter profile for like a year now. No, it's... This is Mrs. Kalaiki Ali'i. No... No, what? Yes. No, no, no. What? Yes. How do we not know this? What is wrong with us? It's Amy Hill, man. So. <laughs> Mrs. Kaliki Ali has been our, yeah, it's been our Twitter picture. Oh she my God. She would like to demonstrate how to eat an, an enormous amount of sausage. Johnny, please. I can only get so erect. <laughs> Um, wow okay wow guys, okay if you if you have seen anything that's that's animated that has a, an asian woman you're either listening to lauren tom or amy hill so there you go uh a story characters this week mark con lioma and bill i didn't think we really had a, a b story there's not right no not that i could see um but uh g- give me some notes man um some notes uh number one johnny this episode made me really miss my grandma because Loma looks just like my Yaya, and I miss her. And my Yaya wasn't Laotian, she was Greek, but man, that like, just that same build and skin color and hair, I was just yep. like, oh, there she is. Um, Hey, Johnny. <clears throat> In-laws, am I right? <laughs> Outlaws, too. Outlaws. <laughs> you can pick your friends, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Um, Fuck me, I want a Reuben. Bobby's yeah. eating that Reuben, and I want a Reuben so bad. I want to get so excited about a sandwich like Bobby does. <sighs> to be young again. Yes. Um, general floating note. So Loma just lives there now? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. They never go through a timeline on this. Because why just shows is she up. showing up? Because I thought she was just coming to visit, right? Yeah. And then... But I don't, I don't know. I don't, whatever. She's here. Khan's mom is here now. Maybe we. Maybe you and I on on this rewatch missed a line that says how long she's gonna be there. Because I I swore Min says something to like I'm gonna have uh, mother in law here for so many weeks or right. something. But I don't. She remember does say she's gonna be here, but she's just visiting. I think. But it kind of seems like why is she get. Well, but then eventually she finds a reason to stick around, eh, Mark? <laughs> that reason stuck in her. Ah, uh, both of them. Um, okay, so, okay, so I'm, so I'm just going to read this to you as I wrote it. So they're already fucking or just making out in the field after working a day for Bill. Either way. So, like, Con uh, pawns off Loma on Hank and Peggy, right? And then I think then she goes to Bill. Yes. Right? 
So somewhere in cleaning for Bill in the one day that they she was employed under Bill, giggity, then they walk through a field and Bill talks about, that's the most beautiful description I've ever heard of a haunted field. Yep. And they start making out and then Bill's got his little scarf on. Loma yep. gave him a hickey. Are they fucking now? Is that the point? Are those like Laotian chicks when in their 90s just insatiable? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. The timing is weird. <laughs> Um, a note about Dale, and he's talking about his show turtles and how he never actually shows them. Yeah. It's not a pro, just made me laugh. Um, hey, you know, there was the astronaut that Leon was going to go run away with, but, uh, Bill already conquered her moon pie. Oh. <laughs> uh, note, I'm weirdly horny this episode. Note, I should be in a warm tub. I love baths. I'm too damn big for my bathtub. And quite frankly, I'm the firstborn. Where's my fucking fish course? <laughs> um, I also imagine that Hank, and maybe we can debate this a little bit. I reckon that Hank has like an almost encyclopedic knowledge of astronauts. Because okay. he drops, because Khan drops the one line, and Hank goes, "Oh, the senator." Like, yeah, yeah. I bet well, you and- Hank keeps up. I bet Hank was a child of the '60s. He would have grown up watching the space race. He would have seen the moon landing in '69. Oh yeah, and he lives. He's a huge and and he's in Texas. Yeah, Texas. yeah, he's in Texas. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess follow up to that. Yeah, it would have been Houston on the coast getting flooded. So there you go. We did it. Popped yeah. around without looking at a map. <laughs> Dang old podcast. How about your notes, buddy? What you got for me? Um, if this were to take place today, like if they had premiered this episode. In 2023, 2022, whenever, mm-hmm. um, Leoma would have a, a TikTok channel for cleaning. Ugh. She would be one of those people that had like a shitload of, of people follow her because she would demonstrate her cleaning techniques to people and it would go viral and she would be like, I don't know, clean queen 69. Lat, Latma? Leoma allowing to demonstrate. I don't know. Yeah. Um, or yeah, like hashtag pl- allow me to demonstrate something like yeah. that. You know what would happen, and that's why I can see the rage in your eyes because you're like, God, I'm so glad that this didn't happen today. Because you know, I just mm. <laughs> hey, um, what's she doing with that little phone over there? Oh, that's called a TikTok. Bobby's real into him. I guess she instructs <laughs> people on their white privilege. I don't really know, and talks about being woke while fighting soap scum. Yeah, we don't need that shit. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get a really interesting little animation bit from Bill. Like, when they're at dinner and he's just laughing, they, they animate him extra special. It, yeah. Like, they give him really human like They human really features. animate his face. They blow the animation budget on his laughter. They, yeah. they yeah. really do. And I, I noticed it and I wanted to point it out because I appreciate it. I love it when they do shit like that. Well, how often talked about do you it. see Bill laugh? Like, it's like, not often. actually see Bill laugh. Not, yeah. <laughs> I'm so sad. Like... But he's genuinely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sweet Bill. Yeah, and then uh, you, you missed our music cue this week, Mark. Shit, did I? You, you did. What was it's it? It's arguably the the best and greatest one we've had up to this point, and I don't know if it's ever going to get surpassed. Okay. You ready? I'm, I'm going to sing it to you. I'm ready. Bev, Bev, Beverly Hills Cop, Bev, Bev, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley going to get those drugs. <laughs> I did not miss my cue. You'll note on my first pro, Khan's Axel F lyrics. Axel <laughs> F by Khan Super New Support, yes. everybody. Um, I swear, if I uh, if I wasn't so lazy, I would figure out how to turn this into a ringtone because <laughs> my wife sings this to me at least once a week. Mm. She absolutely adores Khan singing Axel F. 
It's because of this that I got her to sit down and watch all of the Beverly Hills Cop movies with me. Yes, even the third one. It's fucking terrible. Ah, it's got its moments. It's okay. I think it still has Judge Reinhold magically. What more do you need? <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Judge Reinhold can't go wrong. I'm sorry. Pretty, pretty much. Um, it's Axel F, man. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Give me some pros. Pros, number one. You just hit it. Cons, Axel F lyrics. Pro, Loma, horsing Bill in that metal. Meadow. Mm. Loma horsing Bill in that meadow. Um, that's great. Um, I am really disappointed in myself. I wrote this note before I saw the end of it. Okay. Um, and I just forgot Khan had this line, so I totally stole from Khan. Um, Bill Loma is kind of cute, like a bulldog puppy in its own way. I totally forgot he had that line of, <laughs> oh, it's like an ugly dog. I totally spaced that. Um, and then finally, follow up to that, ha, huh, Khan stole my line about ugly dogs. Excellent. Yeah you got for me buddy um so pros for me i i love that khan is so quick to think that laoma hates his neighbors as much as he does yes where he's like oh she's gonna spread their garbage all over this lawn i don't know why that makes me so happy mostly because it's like khan loves his mom so much it also makes me wonder if laoma's ever done that sort of shit before maybe tiger moms man that would make me that much like appreciate her that much more um, and I, you know, I would absolutely be Hank in the situation that where Laoma is like, she's in his house, she's cleaning around him and she's like, no, 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 just hang oh, out and sit here. Yeah. There's no way I could have somebody in my house while I'm there and cleaning and not feel weird and awkward. Hank is 100% in the fucking right. I mean, how long before your lady starts cleaning? It, it, it doesn't have to be clean. Like she can like be like rinsing out her coffee mug. Yeah. And you hear her doing it, and you're like, well, there goes my morning. I got to go do chores now. Yes. And you, that just, like, kicks on in your brain. It absolutely does. It's, 100%. It's, a, it's lizard brain. Yeah. That just, exactly. 100%. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah. And you, my wife tells me all the time, like, you don't have to do this. I just, I'm feeling like a busybody right now. I need to get up and do something. And I'm like, you're telling me I don't have to. And I know that you're being 100% real with me on this, but I will feel weird if I don't help you with something. Mm -hmm. I need to do at least something. Yeah. So, yeah, I... Thousand it's, percent, yeah. It's very human of Hank to like stand up and not want to sit down and watch the game while there's a woman scrubbing stains out of his floor. But you know, I, okay, I, you know what? Never mind. I don't care. Loma can't read a room. Can't be like, oh, Mr. Hank is watching. I, can't, I don't know what I also, it sounds like in my well, head. I also don't like, think she yeah. cares enough. She's just like, fuck it. Uh, if he wants to sit down, he can sit she down. Just and I'll tell him to. Clean. She just she, wants to clean. She is 100% focused. I guess that's fair. Um, I honestly think, and I think we can argue. We're going to have to look at the rest of what happens throughout this series, Mark. I think this is the best relation Bill relationship that Bill has ever had. This is the one that should stick, yeah. This is the one that makes the most sense out of all of the ones that he's had before. I think this is a weird, like, kind of 40 chest deal for Bill, too. We've seen a lot of ups and downs with Bill and his relationships. I yeah. have bitched chronically about Bill DiBetrove and his conquests. Yeah. But with this one, you appreciate it more. You do? Like, yeah. Because it's it's real, it fits. I know we'll see at least one more that, that it could be a contender for a good one, but they very quickly get tired of each other. It's him and Stroop. Mm. Um, but like, no, this one makes the most sense. She's not going to turn around and cheat on him. No. Yeah, she's a little bit older, but he doesn't care. He doesn't seem to care at all. No, and we know that there's a history of him not caring about the day age difference because he liked Ann Richards. And she was hot. Right? Um. So like... I, I really, I wish that this could have succeeded for Bill. 
I wish that this could have gotten brought back up maybe later in the seasons yeah. and revisited. I, I know later. that seems like Jumpy the Shark because you want to end your stories where you end them. But personally, I always wish they would have revisited this somewhere. This would have been something cool to see in the finale. Well, we only have a handful of Bill dating episodes anyway after this. Like, yeah. I like to think in a better world, maybe Bill did get back with Loma. Exactly. Well, like, so like they, everybody has their nice little moments where they they tie it up at the end in the finale into right. Sirloin with Love. Yeah. That like really cool tableau for the last two minutes where you know Con and Min stop yelling at Connie to do something and they go and be friends with the neighbors. Like, and yeah. Bobby you, gets you to go with Hank yeah. and, yeah. and all that shit. And I really Boom Howard takes out his badge. <laughs> yes, I, but like I really think that would have been a perfect opportunity for Bill to like finish writing a letter to Loma. Oh. And just on his way, he puts it in the in the the mailbox on his way over to Hanks. Yeah, you see him like seal it. Ooh, yeah. You know, flips his little flag up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Like I think it would have been good because I great, really yeah. think that was like the best relationship he had. That would have been great, yeah. But eh, it, it, that's how I would have finished him. Yeah, but that's me. Um, I don't care how you finish a guy. <laughs> Shut up, Mark. <laughs> It's almost as good as my last pro here, which is the guy snickering at, at Khan, who is berating Bill. <laughs> my mother come home all sweaty and dirty. You need to stop riding her so hard. <laughs> that whole scene where even Hank starts laughing Hank, at it. Hank losing his shit about is what gets me because, yes. like, yeah. Because, like, Hank even can't. Like, yes. Hank doesn't like dirty jokes. He laughs at Tony Danza, but, like, not. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, and it takes, like, he gets up to, like, the third one. It's always, comedy comes in threes, man. Yeah. You get to the third one, and even Hank is losing his shit. Yes. So good. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> you got cons for I, this episode? I got a couple. Number one, how depressing is it to get a haircut from Bill? Mm. Dibitrov. He has that line about, I've seen that face in the mirror before. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine being some snot-nosed 18-year-old GI who just signed my goddamn life away for the stupid enlistment bonus and here's this fat pant load crying behind me as he <laughs> shaves my head. Con. Um, the image of Bill and Loma smashing. Just con. I don't need to talk about it. I don't need to think about it. But she's like, allow me to demonstrate and just like gives him the worst best handy he's ever had. Uh, the amount of sex jokes that I made in my head about Loma and Bill humping. I don't even say anything else. <laughs> it's already on. your own con. Woo! You're your own worst enemy this week. I'm a horny boy. Uh, and finally, a diorama is, should not be an advanced science project. That's goddamn... Cr- Bobby. Bobby should be building a diorama. Connie should be trying to figure out like how like rocket fuel, like whatever the like conversion rate of rocket fuel is for like... Pounds per second to miles per Something worse than what she's doing. She is in the advanced class. And building a stupid lunar module is not an advanced project. But hey, it's a school in Texas with no child left behind, so I guess we can't expect any better. There's your one t- anti-Texas joke for the episode, listeners. What do you got, buddy? Um, I really only have one in here, and it's just the image of Bill smashing something that's close to 70 years old. I can't... Like, I want to cheer for him. I want him to be happy. But I do not want to picture that. Yeah. I... Which end is worse for you, Bill or Leona? And I know I've said her name wrong every time at this point. I I don't know. Because I imagine Loma's still kind of tight. I don't know. I don't, okay, She's I don't want to. still kind of pert. Got a big old bush. <laughs> I... Just like Daddy likes. 
I know we have history of Bill and Ann Richards, and I don't know if he ever actually got to, to finish with Ann Richards. We but... talked about this. They did butt stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's get to favorite moments before I make this even more awkward, man. What is it? What's your favorite moment? I got three of them. Play it on me. Uh, so, uh, we, we mentioned one, the Beverly Hills Cop theme, complete okay. with lyrics. Fantastic. Con um, singing again. Oh my God! What was it? Deconstructing Henry, I want to say, and we get him going. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. Like this is. I than love that. Con yes. singing. Yeah, it's, I do too. Um, it's great. Uh, when they go down to Mexico and he's, he's she uh, blinded me with science. She blinded me. Yeah, she's yes. up the mariachis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, con yeah. singing is always good. Fantastic, yeah. Um, B- Bill asking for a second seat and Dale immediately responding with, has your ass gotten so fat you need two seats? <laughs> yes. And him just brushing it off. Yeah, he does Because Bill got love. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the best, absolute best line, probably it could potentially be the best line out of con in the series, Mark. Okay. I will try to love... <laughs> Bill. <laughs> it is so pained and so raw, and it it always makes me laugh. Can we point out how stupid this premise is and how well it works? Because <laughs> yeah. now as we talk about it, I realize that Loma's in her 70s and Bill's in his 40s. And like... It's so stupid. Once again, we have King of the Hill taking a topic that is not funny, like beating your kid and getting investigated by the state. <laughs> but you have this trope where, like, oh, no, this my mom is in town and my single friend is trying to fuck her. Like, and it's not funny. We see it in How I Met Your Mother because Ted's mom is hot and Barney wants to smash her, right? That's not funny, right? But here's a 70-year-old senior citizen. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill just rips into it like so many goddamn sandwich cookies. I love it. Uh, anyway, to, to your end, it's a con line. Um, him going, I feel dizzy and short of breath. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I love that. He's just watching it. And his entire worldview is crashing down around his ankles. I This episode, it does something very rare to me because... Like you just said, this this premise should not work. It's very hack. It's super hack. Super Road is like a sitcom premise. If it was any almost any other show, I would hate it. Yeah. I would absolutely hate it. And yet it works with this show. Yeah. It works a lot with this show. Maybe I don't I don't know, maybe I'm just biased. Maybe it's because you and I have done so many damn episodes of this. Can we also point out this is like the third or fourth, maybe we could call it probably the fourth episode about parents having sex. Yeah. You have uh, how I or uh, um, the unbearable blindness of laying. Yep. When uh, Tilly and Gary are smashed on the kitchen table. Um, the entire Cotton Deedee arc. Yeah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Busted through my weenie shield. Oh God. Cotton cream pie Deedee. <laughs> Go ahead and finish in there, you big. Baby, please cut this out. Oh, is that one staying in? Oh. Um, <laughs> um, we have this one, and then I lost my third one. There's a third. Oh, Dale. Dale's dad is gay. Uh, the implied humping between him and Juan Pedro. Juan Pedro, who is and still David Herman, and he's just yelling at himself, and that one still blows my mind. My possibly is, Gary and Mike too. Who knows? Possibly. Well, that's on the parents, so you know. No, but <laughs> please don't make me think about the fucking. <clears throat> four-leaf clover of jism that is Gary and Mike and Juan Pedro it's and like Bug. an Ouroboros. 
<laughs> Listeners, you can't see my hand jack off motion. It is point is refined. point is I really really like. I really like how our parents are still fucking in King of the Hill, and we get to talk about our parents fucking in King of the Hill. Yeah, it's I, a very adult conversation to have. It's a very mature conversation again because, like, yeah, why wouldn't they be? This woman's in her seventies, but you know what? She's still horny. Let her. I, I like that a lot. I like that this. Is what, again, you have real situations and real characters, and I. Mm. Uh, you want a raider? Let's get it a rating, man. Um, I I gave Maiden Arlen a charking. Charking. Okay. I, the, all I have to say this is, holy shit, do I love this episode? Okay. This was a good week. This was a really, really. We we're. I think we're due for a good week. We were We've been really like up and downy. We're uh, we're ending this season on a very high note. It feels like. Yeah. It's or at starting... least coming close. I I mean yeah I, I think I'm confident in saying that we're not gonna like witches of East Arlen. Maybe as well as we did. I, I mean, I, remember, I know we didn't because we already cut this episode it. once, but you know. <laughs> I remember liking it uh, when I watched it. As yeah. A, as, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, everything's different on a rewatch. But you know what? I like this one better as an adult than I did when I was a kid. It was yeah. funny when I was a kid, but I didn't get it, and now I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, okay. Charking. Right on. Yeah, what'd you give it? I give it a butane. It's fine. It's a really good episode. Um, okay. There's no stakes, though. And I want to say that even next week in Witches of East Arland, or maybe like with Patch Boomhauer in the opening to season eight. Where's Loma? Cause yeah. Bill's going to go get into fucking Stroop's rectory. Yeah. That was a church joke, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Where's it at? There's no stakes. Um, she it disappears out, kind of peters out. There's a lot of dumbness in it too. Like, I guess Bill would be dumb enough to believe that Loma would leave him for an astronaut because that's Bill, the pant load. So, I'm sure that some girl said, oh, yeah, my boyfriend's an astronaut. He's going to Mars tomorrow and ditched it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, sure, maybe. But I don't know. Uh, it's a butane. It's a really good episode. I really like it. But Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Char King and a, so Char King and a butane and then an Imperial. This is yeah. a really good week. It was week. a solid week. Right on. Well, shit. I guess we ought to get out of here. But before we do that, I have a very important question. Oh? Do you still like King of the Hill? Mark, I still love King of the Hill. Still, uh, I'm really enjoying this. Good. Um, I'm really enjoying revisiting all of this. How about you, man? I still love King of the Hill, and we'll see where we get in a week here when we get to season eight. But yeah. for right now, I still love King of the Hill. I mean, we're past the halfway point. Yeah, we're what now? We're getting into season eight. God, out of 13, we got... Oh, God, we're at the halfway point, too. It's all downhill from here. Yeah, but I mean, it, I think it's it says something about the quality that we just got a, a, an Imperial. Yes. At the end of season seven. This is, you know, season seven was a good season for us. We'll probably do a recap next week when we close it out, but we yeah. had a lot of fun this season. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good stuff. What? Uh, Pygmalion was like my most auspicious blue flame of valor. <laughs> yes. Sure, I made enemies there. Anyway, you uh, you want to tell them good people where they can find us, buddy? Absolutely. The good people of internet and podcast land can always get a hold of us at danglepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram or on Twitter at danglepodcast. If you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram at krautball. That's kraut as in sauerkraut and ball as in Swedish meatball. Mark, where can they find you? You can find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter, or you can find me on our sister podcast, the Two Wizards Podcast. And I think by now you guys might have heard of it because Johnny's guested on it a couple times. And with any luck at all, my co-host there, Josh, will be on this show in a few weeks, maybe just maybe. Uh, but this week, I want to say we talked about astrology, and it was the dumbest that I've ever gotten. So go check us out there, uh, Marky Stardust on Twitter. Um, 
We got a Dangle Podcast Facebook group, too. We uh, do. Alongside the page. Uh, go join there. I'm trying to figure out what it means to have a group versus a page, but we're, we're getting there. Johnny's doing some pretty good work there. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We, we love y'all. Sure glad to have you here. Absolutely, and we'll see you all next week. Sing the axle left for me, buddy. Take a second. Bev, bev, bevily, hills cop. Bev, bev, bevily, hills cop. Axel Foley gonna get those drugs. Good night, everybody. <laughs>